Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and on this special episode, our cast members will share their top three recommendos of 2020. If you are a loyal listener, then you're already acutely, maybe painfully aware that on each episode, we share our geeky obsessions, including movies, games, TV shows, comics, YouTube channels, music, or dog treats. As a reminder, you can also follow hashtag Recommendo on Twitter for even more suggestions and reviews. As we all know, 2020 was a hellish succession of incidents and accidents that make us want to crawl under the blankets and just wish it all away. Fortunately, there were some silver linings to some of this apocalyptic happenings, and our Recommendos aim to take the sting out of a truly terrible year. Let's kick things off with our number three picks. Number three. I'm starting with Dark Side of the Ring. It's very good. It's a show that really, it it focuses on the darker, more grimy stories of the wrestling industry. A lot of sad stuff, a lot of funny stuff. The show's strong suits is when you get the the interviews from other wrestlers it's great to see how they were feeling when it happened let them recount the events a lot of the time to get some new nuggets of information like if it's a story you thought you knew and uh he drops a bomb on you baby it's just a great show if you love wrestling especially if you're kind of a cynical person not like i am i'm positive all the time it's just great to hear these stories especially the brawl for all one it's just so good to see jim Cornette and uh vince russo scream at each other even though they're not in the same room you get great moments like that with this show it's probably the best wrestling thing that isn't wrestling in my opinion it's the best wrestling docuseries suck it dark side of the ring my number three uh the magnus archives I really got a kick out of this podcast. It's basically the archivist is recording letters and statements of strange and uh, unexplainable things that are going on. Meanwhile, there's an underlying story that's connecting all of these recordings together and developing into uh, something very creepy and pretty cool. I listen to it when I'm doing woodworking. And before I know it, I've made a a step stool that collapses down to about an inch thick. So it's fantastic. I don't even know how I did it. No idea how it came to be. If you if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. Uh, fairly short episodes, which is is great for me when I'm at work because then I can uh, I'm not tied down to like an hour and a half or two hour or five or six hour. If you're you know listening to a, a real play, it's gotten to the point where I haven't listened to it in about two weeks. I just wanted to give it a little bit of a break, but I was listening to it every day at work. At least two or three episodes. They're about 20, 30 minutes long. But the storytelling is is gotten better over time, which is great. It started out a little bit hit and miss for me. A couple episodes, I, w- I wasn't sure if I was going to continue. But then the underlying story kicked in, and now I'm hooked. Definitely check it out. The Magnus Archives. Great podcast. Coming in at my number three this year, uh, surprisingly isn't a game for once. It is a, a streaming series coming from HBO Max. It's His Dark Materials. So this is one of the series that I initially bought HBO Max. I bought into HBO Max specifically for this series. It's it's based off of the book series of 
the same name, and it's primarily run by the BBC, so you get all of that really that really high quality work that goes into the BBC and all of their series, but you get the money of HBO. So they're able to take that normal, that really deep writing, and they're all able to add, you know, really great CG on top of it because HBO is footing a chunk of the bill. It's a really, really great series. The, the beginning, I'll give it this, the beginning of the first series is a bit of a slow burn. They're introducing characters, they're, they're introducing you to the world, they're building up. But by the end of that first season, I guarantee you're going to be hooked. It is so well laid and it is just so much fun that I'm really, really happy that they have done a second season by this point. Well, by the point you're hearing it the second season is out and you can go and actually watch all two seasons and they've confirmed that they have been renewed for the third season and they're going to be able to finish it out in the the trilogy style that they originally envisioned it as uh so if you need another reason to go grab hbo max my number three is going to be his dark materials give it a watch uh i'll chime in now with mine uh, as you guys know i like beer because it tastes yummy and it gets me drunk But I like brewing beer because it allows me to be creative with my recipes. So if I want to combine kumquats and jalapenos and a pilsner, I can. If I desire to put peanut butter in a milk stout, I can. And if I feel like combining fresh rhubarb and a Belgian double, well then, doggone it, I'll do it if I please. You're not my dad. But since my recipes tend toward the more complex, I'm always on the lookout for ways to simplify the process and save time. Because I'm not getting any younger, guys. I don't know if you know that. That's where Brewzilla came in. It's an all-in-one electric mash tun and brew vessel that allows me to bubble up five gallons of weirdo brewskis in my garage without worrying about propane fumes. Uh, The Brewzilla is all stainless steel and super easy to clean. Plus, with the integrated timer and temperature control panel, it's also very easy to program the mash and boil times. It even has a built-in whirlpool arm with a pump. So now I am able to spend less time brewing and cleaning and more time drinking beer. Number two. My number two is a game, because what do I love more than wrestling? Nothing, but games are right there. This is a game called Shea Goth. It's a spin-off of Shea Geek, which is one of the best games ever made. Steve Jackson and John Kavalik the dynamic duo of game design and art. It's not Munchkin, but it's great. This is the best version of that game because goths are cool. I'm not one because I'm poor, but if I wasn't poor, I probably would be. It's a lot of fun, you college student living in an apartment with your buddies, and the whole goal is to smoke as much and drink as much and have as much of a great time as you can and not spend all your money while you're doing it. You gotta work your shitty job and life's just a drag because you're goth. You know, you gotta keep those perky people away from you. It's just such a fun game. It's simple. It is the great balancing act of gloom and happiness and slacking off. It's just a lot of fun and if you've played Shea Geek, which I know it's a pretty popular game, I think you should check this out because it's the best version of that game. They have a Shea Cthulhu but I like this one better. That's how much I like this one. Uh, My number two is an app, an investment app called Robinhood. Basically, it's an investment app that you can do stocks, cryptocurrency, options, exchange trade funds. Uh, it's very easy to get started. I had someone send me a code that got me a free stock. 
And that's how I got started. Since then, I've invested a few hundred dollars, nothing major, because, you know, I'm poor. But I check on them every day. It's not healthy. But um, I'm up over $125 profit off of that initial investment. So I'm cashing out and going to Vegas. It's interesting to see for somebody who's never really followed the market. I have a, you know, retirement and all that stuff, but you never watch it. You never are that in-depth with it. To see how much the market actually fluctuates and what happens in the news to make it fluctuate. It's pretty interesting to watch. Um, When you have very low amount invested, it's not nearly as scary. But that's the great part about this app is you don't have to invest a lot to enjoy it and to see your money grow a little bit if you're smart and do a little bit of research, of course. So definitely check it out. It's uh, Robinhood. You can get it on Apple and iPhone at the store, and I'm sure you can probably get the app through your OS as well, through your computer. My next recommendo, it's it's a, it's a recommendo four years in the making. No Man's Sky is my number two for this year. Uh, it is a game from Hello Games about exploration. You start out on a procedurally generated planet in a procedurally generated solar system in a procedurally generated universe where you can go anywhere and do just about anything you can think of. Uh, whether that's fighting space pirates or trading merchandise between aliens in different space stations and different solar systems. Collecting different kinds of ships, running your own space freighter. It's all there to do and it's all really easy to get into. Uh, there is a story there if you're you're into games for a story and it's it's an okay story. It's not bad. Uh, but the real meat of the game comes when you finally get your ship repaired, you get your hyperdrive and the whole literal universe opens up to you where you can open up a map and you can see all these who knows how many stars and each star has you know who knows how many planets around it and each of those planets has its own kind of different vibe it's an amazing game they've they came back really this game was very much in hot water when it launched uh didn't have a whole lot of the features it said it would it didn't work as well as advertised but hello games has super impressed me with their ability to buckle down and instead of running and hiding after taking the money they've spent the past four years reinvesting and rebuilding and adding systems and there's just so much to this game that i I've really grown to love it, and it's a really good time if you're looking for something that's a lot more on the zen side of gaming. My number two is, uh, as you all know, I like horror movies. They're my jam, baby. Well, according to Letterboxd, I've seen over 1,500 horror movies, and I have 400 of them still in my watch list. And horror, like many genres, can run the gamut from great to terrible. If you whittle that down to the found footage subgenre, they tend toward the terrible end of the spectrum, to be honest. So when you finally find one that is good, you cherish it. That's why host from 2020 is my number two recommendo. It is a timely supernatural found footage flick that takes place virtually in a Zoom call during the current pandemic. All that sounds a little sus because it could have so easily swan-dived into cliché, but the solid characterization and acting help support the premise, plus a dose of humor offsets the jump scares. Everybody loves a good jump scare. Host is really short, about an hour, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's just a fun horror film with spoopy atmosphere and suspenseful ghostly goings-on that will have you giggling with surprise that the director was even able to pull off such a satisfying experience in such a short amount of time and a very limited budget so check out hosts it's my number two number one my number one is book it the wrestling card game it's a blend of 
some of my favorite things. It was a successful Kickstarter, which is always fun to hear. Really, the game is you're trying to create a wrestling promotion. You're supposed to be filling it with wrestlers, deciding the style, picking a venue, and making money. And that's really the fun of it. I pick hardcore every time because I like hardcore wrestling. I love the art. The art is fantastic. The game mechanics work great. I don't think it's recommended, but I play it alone all the time where I'm just trying to have as much fun as I possibly can and I just have like a randomized opponent where they just pick things face down and whatever. To me, the highlight of the game is the fake wrestlers and how they are like based off of real wrestlers and they're just slightly different and when you know who all they are, it's really funny to see how they've been changed just ever so slightly and uh, it's just a blast uh it's something i play all the time it's definitely one of my most used games especially since i got it uh, that's book it the wrestling card game mine is especially with the pandemic happening um i've been cooking a lot more than i normally do normally i'm working crazy hours and i'm always eating somewhere else i am going to recommend for my number one of the year the anova precision vacuum sealer it goes along with my anova precision sous vide cooker i've owned three vacuum sealers and this is by far the best that i've ever had seals perfectly every time i never have any mishaps the bag never rips open like the other two you don't want your meat floating in your hot water right in the middle of your cooking sequence it hasn't let me down it's super easy to keep clean it's super easy to take care of very small form factor so i can stick it in a cupboard and it doesn't take up much space so if you have not checked it yet or not into sous vide cooking what the hell's wrong with you you set it and forget it so check out the anova precision vacuum sealer uh i would say it's it's top of the line for what you could get without spending like 700 dollars so my number one this year is a, a number one for the fans because my favorite thing that I discovered this year is uh, a little known game called Phasmophobia. So Phasmophobia, if you don't already know, is a game where you and up to three other friends are sent to a location, whether that's a house, uh, an abandoned prison, an abandoned asylum, a high school, and you are told that somewhere in this building there is a ghost. You don't know what kind of ghost it is, you don't know where it is, but it's up to you and your team to figure out what the ghost is, you get other bonus objectives, you need to get a photo of the ghost, or you need to catch it doing something on an EMF reader, or you need to get it to walk through a salt pile so you can see footprints. It seems like there's not a lot to it, it is very much a small game, it's made by one single developer who has done all of it just by himself. It definitely has a little bit of that early access single developer jank to it, but that's kind of why we love it. So it might be a little there might not be a little late on content and it might seem repetitive, but just the act of all the wacky situations that you get into with your friends. So this is a true story. The moment that I knew that I loved Phasmophobia, it was one of my very first ghost hunts and I was playing with uh, one of our patrons, Chiru. So we were still learning the ropes. We didn't know what anything did. So she's standing in the room where we think the ghost is and we're having fun and we're making fun of him. And she goes, yeah, fuck you, demon. And the second she says that, the 
The ghost spawns behind her, grabs her, drags her into the room, and kills her. The split second she says that. And from that moment on, I knew that there was something special with this game. And so far, I've managed to drag a bunch of other of our, our patrons in on it, and we now semi-regularly play this thing, and I have 75-plus hours into this game, and I still love it. Every single time we play it, even though I know all the ghosts, I know all the maps, I know all the equipment, it's just that third element of having people that you enjoy playing with in there that brings so much extra life to this game. If you can get this game and grab some friends, you are not going to have a, a bad time. It is just so much fun, and it is still scary. So if you follow me on social media and interact with me on Discord, this will be no surprise. My number one recommendo for 2020 is Stadia. This online streaming video game service has certainly had its naysayers and detractors since its launch in late 2019, but I was curious enough to give it a try. My experience was nothing short of exhilarating. So I dropped a couple pennies to become a founder and to continue my monthly $10 subscription. While Google promised a couple games each month as part of the pro subscription, instead they've dropped four to six games each month. My library has grown massive and I'm constantly amazed at how well the service works, especially with top tier titles like Borderlands 3 and Red Dead Redemption 2. But the most delightful feature, being able to play Doom Eternal on my computer, firing up Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on my theater TV downstairs, or loading Uno for my wife and I to play in our sitting room upstairs. And that's been the sheer joy of Stadia, being able to find games that my wife will play. Even if we're not golfing around on PGA Tour 2K21, she's digging into West of Loathing or Steamworld Heist by herself. That never would have happened previously. And now that Stadia supports Google Families, we can be playing games on different devices in the same house at the same time. Honestly, being a casual gamer, Stadia fits my lifestyle and play style perfectly, and that's why it's my number one pick. And guys... That's it for 2020, and that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed those recommendos, and we'll keep them coming throughout 2021, obviously. Or is it 2031? I don't remember. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with me and Gabe and Brian and Matt in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody is ever in need of a game to play, I have plenty. Just let me know and I'll give you something on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And as a special side note, if you're on uh, Steam, I actually run a, a curator page just to keep track of all of the, the PC, the Steam accessible games that we've recommended. So if you go on Steam, look for curators and search the Lovecraft Tapes Recommends, you can find me on there. And I didn't do anything that fancy, but if you want to know about good matches to watch, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Suvia's life. Reach out to me at Brian Podcast on Twitter. Until next time, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Woo! The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.